Coming up, after an incredible and whirlwind week in the world of pro wrestling, the countdown to the chamber is on. It's Heat version 12 in 3, 2... Welcome to version 12 of Heat, the wrestling podcast. My name is Referee Tony S. Of course, thank you for joining me wherever you may be. You can follow me on Twitter at Referee Tony S. You can follow the show at The Heat Pod. And if you have a question and would like for me to answer it on the show, by all means, theheatpod at gmail.com is where you can send them in. We're on all podcast platforms, all of them. Reason to Radio Public, Podbean and Good Pods, Anchor, Spotify, you name it, we're on it. And if your podcast platform of choice does not have Heat the Wrestling Podcast on it, don't just ask for it, demand it. Again, thank you so much for supporting the show. It really means a lot and it's greatly appreciated. We've got a lot to get to, not much time to get it done, so let's go to the headlines. Let's start off with Brock Lesnar, one of the five challengers to the Elimination Chamber matchup this Saturday for the WWE Championship. And Brock Lesnar coming out, he is having fun. This is the most realistic we've ever seen Brock Lesnar as far as authenticity goes. He is who he is. And Brock Lesnar is one of the very few superstars who doesn't need to say one word to make an impact. Brock Lesnar, like I said, one of the five challengers to the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match. He joins AJ Styles, Austin Theory, Riddle, and Seth Rollins as they challenge the reigning champion, Bobby Lashley. And to think, with the amount of time that Brock Lesnar has been in WWE, and all the matches that he's been in, this will be Brock Lesnar's first Elimination Chamber match. But think about it, it was the first time that Brock Lesnar challenged for the WWE Championship at SummerSlam, and he won it. The first Hell in a Cell match, he won it. So Brock Lesnar has a history of accomplishing a lot of firsts in the industry, especially in WWE. Can Brock Lesnar go to WrestleMania as WWE Champion and challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship? Could it be champion versus champion, title for title? We'll have to wait and see. We won't have a lot of time to get there. The Elimination Chamber is this Saturday. Speaking of Riddle, his tag team partner, Randy Orton, he didn't celebrate the RK Broga party. And did you see the look on his face? They say eyes are the windows to the soul. And that look that Randy gave, it was a look of, what am I doing? This isn't me. This isn't a viper. I'm Randy Orton. I'm a future first ballot Hall of Famer, multiple time world champion. And you could say that Riddle cost maybe inadvertently, but cost Randy Orton a very important match against Seth Rollins this past Monday night on Raw. Remember, Randy Orton's not in the Elimination Chamber match. Riddle is. Who knows how many more chances the master of the RKO, young Randall Keith, has left to become a world champion. Randy Orton's been in WWE a long time, and I think Randy knows internally that this could be one of his last great shots ever to once again become a world champion. Would you like to see Randy Orton become a world champion 
again in WWE, I think it'd be a great idea. Let's go to NXT 2.0, the weaponized steel cage match to start off Vengeance Day was a great way, a perfect way, and the only way to start. And my moment of the match was when Tony D'Angelo zip-tied Pete Dunne's hands together but got caught in a guillotine, and he had to cut Dunne's hands free. It was a very, very good match, a very nice touch, and the bruiserweight finishing things off, nailing his finishing maneuver to Tony D'Angelo on part of a broken table to win the matchup, and I think all roads now for Pete Dunne, I think Pete Dunne being a former then WWE United Kingdom champion, Pete Dunne wants some gold around his waist, some singles gold. My match of the night, Carmelo Hayes and Cameron Grimes. I told you last week, I said it. I said that this match would be the sleeper matchup for the entire event. And I think I was right. Close near falls, thrilling action. It turned high risk into high reward for everybody involved. Yes, Carmelo Hayes won the match. But Cameron Grimes won too. And I think that it really showed everybody what Cameron Grimes can do in a high-pressure situation. The NXT champion remains Braun Breaker after defeating Santos Escobar. And I did hear some boos to the fans to Braun Breaker near the end of that match. Hey, WWE and specifically NXT, they are trying to make new stars. They're trying. But I also think with Santos Escobar doing a little bit of tribute to the late, great Eddie Guerrero, not just with the ring attire, not just with the tights, but with the little homage to the Latino world order inside his entrance jacket, I think a lot of people seriously thought that Santos Escobar would end Braun Breaker's reign as NXT champion, but that was not to be. All I'm saying is give Braun Breaker a chance. That's all I'm saying. Also, Dolph Ziggler and Tommaso Ciampa now set for next week on NXT. I'm in. I'm into this. Dolph Ziggler now has made his intentions clear. He wants to be NXT champion at any cost. It doesn't matter how many people he's got to step on. He wants to become NXT champion. And imagine if that does happen. If Dolph Ziggler wins the NXT championship and takes it with him to Monday Night Raw, how would that work out? Let's go to SmackDown, and on SmackDown, the face-to-face, not yet for Roman Reigns and Goldberg, but the sit-down interviews with Michael Cole leading into the face-to-face, I think it really brought you into the psyche of both competitors as they go into their matchup in Jeddah for the Universal Championship. Hopefully, this is not a matchup where Goldberg is limited. I think that this should be given an opportunity for Goldberg to put up a fight against Roman Reigns. I don't expect Goldberg to beat Roman Reigns. I do expect that marquee matchup of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar in one of the main events at WrestleMania to be intact. And with the Elimination Chamber event coming this Saturday, I'm going to run it down in just a minute. But I did think 
that with everything going on leading up to this matchup between Roman Reigns and Goldberg, we don't need to see Goldberg in the ring until the Elimination Chamber, and that's going to happen this Saturday. My money, again, is on Roman Reigns, but I think that they're going to do everything in their power. They know that Goldberg has limitations. He hasn't been in the ring for a long time. The reception was good when he came back a few weeks ago. If you're expecting 1997, 1998 WCW Goldberg, you're not going to see that. I think that Roman Reigns is going to give Goldberg one hell of a fight in Jeddah. But what if it's the other way around? What if Roman Reigns demolishes Goldberg like he did for that 173-match winning streak in WCW? What if that was to occur? That'd be very interesting. Also, the challenger is set as Sami Zayn challenges Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental Championship, which will take place this coming SmackDown. Spoilers are already out. They have reported a new champion in Sami Zayn, but I would like to see how the match plays out, how Sami Zayn became the Intercontinental Champion, because yes, the spoilers were out. Yes, we know the result, but I want to see the result of that. I want to see everything that happens leading up to a new champion. And that is going to take place on SmackDown. That is what I'm looking forward to. Let's go to AEW. And the biggest news of AEW, Cody and Brandy Rhodes are no longer part of the company. They have their reasons for leaving, which are really no one's business. I just hope that they're happy and successful in whatever they do next. That's all that I want. And I have seen some people online talking about non-WWE wrestling and how they were going to save us from that and this and that. Hey, it's wrestling, period. And a lot of people on the independent level are doing their own brands of wrestling with UWFI rules and GCW. And a lot of people on the independents are doing their brand of wrestling. I didn't see you in there. You weren't in the ring. You weren't making those decisions. So I don't know why people are getting such a personal stake in it. I think with professional wrestling, enjoy it for what it is now and what it can be later. If you never appreciated wrestling and the performers for what it was and what they brought, you're never going to respect the next generation of people who are going to bring something totally different to the table. Hey, I like nostalgia as much as the next person. And that taught me more than anything. That in professional wrestling, you need to respect and protect it for what it is now. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. And in the words of the song that was used for The Miz, say goodbye to the good old days. Because they're never coming back. John Moxley and Brian Danielson... It's going to be a match, right? Right? When? When's that going to happen? Moxley did say he never bonds with anybody first until he bleeds with them. So that tells me that that match is going to happen. question is when. I hope it's revolution. Speaking of revolution, CM Punk and MJF will meet one more time at revolution in a possible dog collar matchup. And MJF, for really maybe the first time in AEW, Left speechless. CM Punk bringing that photo, that really personal photo of MJF and CM Punk when MJF was a young man. 
And that really hit home with MJF. Nobody has really brought the personal side to MJF like CM Punk did, especially out in the open. That was really the first time that MJF was personally embarrassed by CM Punk. What will be the retaliation by MJF? All roads lead to revolution coming up. Also on a side note, good to see former NXT referee Stephen Smith make his way into AEW. Great to see him back donning the stripes, doing what he does best. I've seen him in Evolve. He's a great guy, great referee, and I'm glad to see him get the opportunity that he has worked so hard for to be where he is today. So happy for him. Let's go to Impact Wrestling with Josh Alexander. Now being sent home by Coach Scott Diamore, Steve Macklin now joins Team Impact for No Surrender. Is that a help or a hindrance? Remember, No Surrender is also this Saturday at 7 p.m. at the John A. Alario Event Center in West Wego, Louisiana. Steve Macklin now joins Chris Saban, Eddie Edwards, Rhino, and Rich Swan as they take on Honor No More, which is Kenny King, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, PCO and Vincent with Maria Canales Bennett. Honor No More wins, they stay in impact. Honor No More loses, they're out of impact. How is that going to happen? And could Josh Alexander make an appearance? Hypothetically speaking, could he make an appearance at No Surrender? What if he costs Team Impact the victory? But now with Steve Macklin in, that puts a whole new dynamic into No Surrender. Also, the Impact World Championship match continues to heat up for No Surrender as Moose gets the upper hand on W. Morrissey after Morrissey's victory over the Learning Tree and Brian Myers. So my question is this. What will W. Morrissey do to become the Impact World Champion at No Surrender? And here's a better question. What won't Moose do to retain the Impact World Championship? Also, Matt Cardona, the new Impact Digital Media Champion, which I'll talk about Matt Cardona in just a minute. He challenges Jordan Grace for that championship. Don't forget the Gorillas of Destiny challenge the Good Brothers for the Impact World Tag Team Championship. Jonah faces Black Taurus, and Eric Young takes on Switchblade Jay White this Saturday for No Surrender. If you're in the area, tickets start as low as $25 at Impact Wrestling. Com. Looking forward to seeing that on pay-per-view this Saturday. And I'm going to go down the Elimination Chamber on the men's side in just a moment. But let's go to Ring of Honor. I talked about Honor No More. Well, there's definitely Honor in the Hall of Fame. I talked about last version. The Briscoes, Jay and Mark, having an episode of Ring of Honor television devoted to them. This week, Brian Danielson. And what I really like, again is showing the different eras, the different periods of Ring of Honor and why these gentlemen, these inductees, are so vital to be recognized and are so vital to the importance and the history of not just Ring of Honor, but modern-day professional wrestling. The matches that are being covered for Mr. Danielson, first in New York, New York, Glory by Honor 5, September of 2006, as he defends the Ring of Honor World Championship against Kenta, and the historic first unified championship matchup from Ring of Honor Unified in Liverpool, UK 
as Brian Danielson, the Ring of Honor World Champion, takes on the Ring of Honor Pure Champion, Nigel McGuinness, in a title unification match. And one mention of note, this was the final previous incarnation of the Pure Championship before it was reactivated a few years back by Jonathan Gresham. So definitely check out Ring of Honor Television this week. And as, as all roads lead to Supercard of Honor, Friday, April 1st, don't forget we have the Ring of Honor Undisputed World Championship match between Bandito and Jonathan Gresham. And just announced this week by Ian Riccoboni in a live session with the Ring of Honor Board of Directors, Jay and Mark, the Briscoes, will be in action and, if still, will be defending the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship at Supercard of Honor. Tickets are on sale now. And they have also announced that Ring of Honor will be returning to live events and television after Supercard of Honor. So definitely support everybody in Ring of Honor. And if you're in the area during Mania Weekend, check out Supercard of Honor Friday, April 1st from Garland, Texas, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 in the Dallas area. Speaking of Matt Cardona, I touched on that earlier on. He is your new NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, defeating... Trevor Murdoch at NWA Power Trip. Murdoch bled, fought his heart out to retain the championship, but Matt Cardona, just too much for Trevor on this night. He is the holder of the 10 pounds of gold, and this was definitely the year of the broski. Definitely. This was the year of Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona has gone to every major promotion and somehow, some way, has held on to a championship. This guy is definitely a workhorse, and he is somebody that is achieving all of his dreams in wrestling. And yes, he is now a world champion. You can say a lot about the Impact World Championship, the WWE Championship, the Universal Championship. The NWA Championship is the real linear heavyweight championship of the world, and Matt Cardona now holds that distinguished honor. But what's going to happen now? His first challenger... Nick Aldis, former two-time NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, he now gets an opportunity to become a three-time champion. Remember, all roads lead to the Crockett Cup on Saturday, March 19th and Sunday, March 20th at the Nashville Fairgrounds Expo 3 building in Nashville. The World's Heavyweight Championship match headlines the Crockett Cup day two as their main event on the 20th. But remember, the Crockett Cup, a 16-team, two-day single elimination tournament featuring top tag teams from around the world. I spoke about the Briscoes earlier on. They are in the Crockett Cup, as well as the British Invasion of Nick Aldis and Doug Williams. Strictly Business, Tom Latimer and NWA National Heavyweight Champion Chris Adonis and the NWA World Tag Team Champions La Rebellion. Wait a minute. Nick Aldis is in the Crockett Cup Tag Team Tournament and he's cashed in for a world championship rematch on the 20th. So Nick Aldis could theoretically win the Crockett Cup and be the world's heavyweight champion at the end of this weekend. Tickets start as low as $30. And for more tickets and information, check out NWATIX.com. That's the Crockett Cup on March 19th and 20th. Imagine if Nick Aldis wins the Crockett Cup and becomes three-time world's heavyweight champion. That could happen. But don't expect Matt Cardona to go down without a fight 
He's worked hard, especially this past year, to keep grinding. He wants to save the NWA. He's now the heavyweight champion of the world. And he wants to do whatever it takes to retain the championship. And a lot could happen between now and then. And remember, don't forget, Chelsea Green and Mickey James could get involved as well in the NWA. Anything can happen and probably will. Let's run down the card for the men's side for Elimination Chamber. This Saturday, February 19th from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, streaming on Peacock in the U.S., WWE Network, everywhere else. We start off with a Falls Count Anywhere matchup between Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss. Rey Mysterio takes on The Miz. The Viking Raiders, Ivar and Eric challenge the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Jimmy and Jay, the Usos, for that championship. The Usos, in my opinion, the greatest tag team in SmackDown history. Speaking of SmackDown, the ruler, the head of the table, the tribal chief. Roman Reigns defends the Universal Championship against Goldberg and the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship. Seth Rollins, Riddle, Brock Lesnar, Austin Theory, and AJ Styles challenge Bobby Lashley for the WWE Championship. Whoever wins the WWE Championship and Universal Championship has a Mere guarantee to go into WrestleMania and defend that championship. Who will it be? We'll have to find out at Elimination Chamber this Saturday from Jeddah. This is version 12 of Heat. Right now, we're going to take a brief timeout for, without question, the best in the game. When we come back, you know what time it is. It's all about the ladies, the ladies. We're going to talk about the previews to both the Elimination Chamber event and the No Surrender event for the ladies we're going to talk about gauntlets, contract signings, no disqualifications, and a whole lot more with the ladies as version 12 of Heat rolls on. Don't go away. Back with version 12 of Heat, the wrestling podcast. Thank you for joining me wherever you may be. My name is Referee Tony S. You can follow me on Twitter at Referee Tony S, that same name, that same handle. Please follow the show. It's at the Heat Pod. And if you have a question and would like for me to answer it on the show, you can send them into the Heat Pod at gmail.com. It's all about the ladies. You know the second half of the show. It's all about the ladies, the ladies. And to do that, we've got to go with the headlines. Let's go. Let's start things off with a flagship, and the contract was signed, the ink was put to paper for the Women's Championship match, the Raw Women's Championship match at Elimination Chamber. The Becky Lynch and Lita contract signing, and Becky Lynch came to the ring, was walking out, not her jovial, exuberant, confident self. I don't know how you interpreted it, and maybe you can tell me, but to me... Remember what she said on Raw. She said recently, 
Without Lita, there would be no Becky Lynch. And now that there is a Becky Lynch, there can be no Lita. And to me, it seemed like Becky was walking to the ring as if she was going to have to do something that she didn't want to do. But she has to do it Saturday in Jeddah at Elimination Chamber. Because on the road to WrestleMania, it doesn't matter how you get to the destination. It's just that you get there. Let's talk about the women's gauntlet matchup. It was excellent. I loved it. It was proper placement, the match length was great, and the execution for not just Rhea Ripley, but for all the women involved. Over 40 minutes. If you've heard me talk on not just this, but previous podcasts that I've done, I've talked about giving the women time. Giving the women appropriate time to show why they are the creme de la creme. Why women's wrestling is the best now that it's ever been. If you're going to have a women's revolution or a women's evolution and not give the women time to do what they need to do, then you're dissatisfying and disproving the whole execution of that evolution. And I loved every part of the gauntlet. I thought it was masterfully done. Remember what the gauntlet match did for Seth Rollins a few years back? It was a gauntlet match that catapulted Seth Rollins to the Intercontinental Championship and created Monday Night Rollins. Let's see now that Rhea Ripley has done the women's equivalent of that. Let's see what this does for her. Could she be a favorite to win the Elimination Chamber and face Becky Lynch or Lita for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania? Speaking of Elimination Chamber... The women's match is set as Alexa Bliss now takes that sixth spot. Do you have a problem with that? Do you have a problem with Alexa Bliss just declaring that she's going to get that sixth spot? Remember, we have not seen Alexa Bliss compete in a match in months. So a lot is going to happen. We have not seen the entrance. What is she going to look like? What is going to be this new persona? How's it going to be? I know that this match is going to be in Saudi Arabia. We know this. So it's not going to be, the entrance is not going to be how it normally would be presented here in the United States. But the in-ring product is still the in-ring product, and that's the name of the marquee. It is wrestling. So let's see how Alexa Bliss is portrayed in the ring, and let's see what happens at Elimination Chamber. Let's go to NXT still. Your women's tag team champions, Toxic Attraction, JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. But again, keep your eyes open on Zoe Stark. I mean, it's all good until something major happens with Kaylee Ray and Io. Keep your eyes on Zoe Stark. Because I sense a turn coming should Kaylee Ray and Io become tag team champions. And become tag team champions for a lengthy period of time. Also, the team of Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada. We haven't seen anything regarding Dexter Loomis as of yet. And now that, thanks to Toxic Attraction a week ago, now that Duke Hudson is now into the mix with this, is that going to help or hinder their tag team aspirations of Parada and Hartwell, how's that going to take their aspirations to the next level? Or 
could their momentum be derailed before it even started? We'll have to wait and see. SmackDown, you know what it was, and I loved it. Finally, Naomi and Charlotte, one-on-one. No frills, no fuss, no muss, no BS for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And both women crushed it in the main event. Everybody knows what happened with Naomi and Sonya Deville. And the fact is, I think everybody just wanted to see Naomi get an opportunity. Everybody loves Naomi. And they want her to show the world just what kind of an exceptional talent that she is. And this match showed that. This match showed why Charlotte Flair is, right now, the creme de la creme, the cream that rises to the top on SmackDown, as far as the women's division is concerned. And it reintroduced everyone to what an exceptional talent Naomi is. And speaking of the one and only Charlotte Flair, I've checked out social media, and I'm sure you have too. The Charlotte hate is real. Man. But let me ask you fans a question that really despise Charlotte Flair. Do you truly hate her? Or do you love to hate her? There's a difference between the two. You can say what you want about Charlotte Flair, but come on. You can't say that she didn't deserve any opportunity. You can't say that. And I know you won't say that. You can't say that Charlotte Flair didn't earn and deserve any opportunity that she's given. That whole last name Flair thing can't be used as an excuse now. There's a reason why Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey is in the main event of WrestleMania. So here's the question. Again, do you truly hate her? Or do you love to hate Charlotte Flair? Again, there's a difference. Sonya Deville shut down by Vince McMahon. And the match made official for Elimination Chamber as Naomi teams up with Ronda Rousey to take on Sonya Deville and SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. Have note, since the Royal Rumble, or even before the Royal Rumble, You've seen Sonya Deville placed now in matches against Naomi. The match is made official for Elimination Chamber. Tag team action. As I said, Sonya Deville's time as a WWE official is slowly coming to an end. Let's run down the women's side of the Elimination Chamber. Premium live event. I almost said pay-per-view. I'll say pay-per-view. This Saturday, February 19th from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Lita challenges Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss, Bianca Belair, Piper Niven, Liv Morgan, and Nikki A.S.H., along with Rhea Ripley, will compete in an Elimination Chamber match. The winner will challenge for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania. And the aforementioned tag match that I mentioned a few moments ago with Naomi and Ronda Rousey challenging Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville in women's tag team action at Elimination Chamber this Saturday afternoon in the U.S. in Jeddah. Let's go to AEW Thunder Rosa in a statement matchup with no disqualifications, defeated Mercedes Martinez, but at the end, both women were standing, but ultimately left laying by the champion, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Rebel, not Reba, and Jamie Hayter. 
So Britt Baker, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, the AEW Women's World Champion, paid Mercedes Martinez to take out Thunder Rosa, which didn't happen. And now she's made an enemy in Mercedes Martinez. We have not seen Britt Baker defend the AEW Women's World Championship in quite some time. So who is going to step up to the plate and challenge DMD for that coveted championship? Thunder Rosa probably is in line for a championship match. And now with Mercedes Martinez being made an enemy of the champion, you know that she wants an opportunity to take out DMD and become champion in the process. Let's see what happens down the line as far as AEW goes as we go to Revolution in March, which is really not that far away. In Impact Wrestling, Deanna Perrazzo retains the Women's World Championship of Ring of Honor in a competitive match against Santana Garrett. Great to see Santana back on TV. And Mickey James versus Chelsea Green ends in a disqualification due to Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans. And as we go into No Surrender this Saturday, Tasha Steeles, with the aforementioned Evans, will challenge Mickey James for the Impact Knockouts Championship. Savannah Evans, no doubt, will play a role in the championship match at No Surrender in a big way. And I expect her to get more focus whether Tasha Steeles wins or loses. Because ultimately, if Tasha Steeles does become Knockouts Champion, what if she puts Savannah Evans in a way as a path to get opponents out of the way just so that Tasha Steeles does not want to face Savannah Evans for that championship? But what if she loses? What if Tasha Steeles loses? Is Savannah Evans going to get the blame for the loss? We'll have to wait and see. This is the biggest opportunity of Tasha Steele's impact career as she's going to take on Mickey James, a bona fide women's legend in modern wrestling for the Impact Knockouts Championship. This match is going to be another sleeper that I've been talking about as far as No Surrender goes. Tasha Steele's can bring it. Let's see what happens with the championship on the line and all the chips on the table in West Wego. Before we close out this show, I'd like to once again thank my friends at Capital Championship Wrestling for allowing me the privilege to spread the word about their next live event. And hey, we're getting close to that live event, so let's do it one more time. Capital Championship Wrestling presents Battleground Saturday, February 19th in Houston, Delaware at 143 Broad Street with the doors opening at 5 p.m. Bell time is at 6 p.m. With seating still available, front row $25, general admission $20, and free admission for children 5 years of age and under. Tickets will be available at the door for those who are available to be there in person. And if you're not, you can check it out on Title Match Network. There will be a triple threat match to determine the number one contender to the CCW Championship as Angelus Lane, Christina Marie, and Willow Nightingale compete in a triple threat matchup. Kayla Sparks takes on Mother Endless. Indie Wrestling Hall of Famer Lufisto takes on a member of the Righteous from Ring of Honor, Vita Von Starr. Devlin McCobb and Riley Shepard challenge Robin and Charlotte, the Renegade Twins, for their CCW Tag Team Championship. And by the way, a great showing by Robin Renegade this past Friday night on Dynamite against 
AEW Women's World Champion Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Much respect to Robin Renegade and the Renegade Twins. And Killen Kane defends her CCW Championship against Davian. That's Capital Championship Wrestling as it presents Battleground this Saturday, February 19th from Houston, Delaware with a 6 p.m. start time. The location, 143 Broad Street. Tickets will be available at the door. This is streaming on Title Match Network if you're not available to be there in person. For more information, check out CapitalChampionshipWrestling.com and to check them out on their social media, Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at CCWAction. And again, many thanks to Capital Championship Wrestling for allowing Heat the Wrestling Podcast to spread the word on their upcoming live event. And to those of you who are going to be there, have a great time and check out some great and exciting women's professional wrestling in Houston, Delaware this Saturday night. Thanks again. If you have a question and would like for me to answer it on the show, send them into the heatpod at gmail.com. I'd really like to hear from you. Now, my next officiating live event will be Saturday, March the 5th for Lucky Pro Wrestling Wrestleversary in Hudson, Massachusetts, featuring AEW's George Joel, Impact Wrestling's Alicia Edwards, the Kingpin Brian Malonis from Ring of Honor, and much more, including a few surprises. For more tickets and information on that, check out LuckyProWrestling.com as well as their social media pages for Lucky Pro Wrestling Hype Central as I will bring you the announcements of the matches and moments that you're going to be seeing at Wrestleversary on Saturday, March the 5th. It's virtual signing time with our friends from KNS WrestleFest this Friday, February 18th. Cowboy Bob Orton arrives to make a virtual signing for KNS. This Saturday, February 19th, Wild Bill Irwin and the former Isaiah Swerve Scott, Swerve, he will be making an appearance for virtual signing as well. This Sunday, February 20th, the one and only Missy Hyatt. So that's Cowboy Bob Orton on the 18th. The 19th will feature Wild Bill Irwin and Swerve. And this Sunday, the 20th, will be Missy Hyatt. For more information, for virtual signings for the rest of this month and March, check out KNS WrestleFest on Facebook and their online website at kswrestlefest.weebly.com. Don't forget, T-Mart Promotions has information regarding their upcoming virtual signings as well. And for those of you who are going to be in the Charlotte, North Carolina area for the Gathering 3 later this summer, they have announced the first set of vendor guests that will be making their appearance in Charlotte for The Gathering 3. For more information on that and more, check out T-Mart Promotions' Facebook page and the owner of T-Mart Promotions, Martin T-Mart D'Amato, for more information regarding their virtual signings and information on The Gathering 3 later, later this summer in Charlotte, North Carolina. And ladies and gentlemen, this one is in the history books. But before we bring this version to a close, version 13 and 14 will be a little bit different than what you've been listening to in the past few weeks. For version 13, you will be introduced to an individual who has a very, very powerful story and has agreed to share their story with you here on Heat. And for version 14... The Rewind is back, as we will be taking you down a trip into memory lane as we look back at a very impactful moment in professional wrestling history. The questions are, what is that match? And more specifically, who will be joining us on version 13 and 14? 
Follow the show on Twitter. Follow the Heat Pod on Twitter as more information will be coming out leading up to version 13 as you will be introduced to this person as they will be sharing this space with me to share their story and look back into a moment of wrestling history. You don't want to miss that version 13 and 14 right here on Heat. I'm definitely looking forward to bringing this to you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, this one is officially in the history books. Thank you so much for joining me here on version 12 of Heat, the wrestling podcast. You can follow me at Referee Tony S. Please support the show on Twitter. That is at the Heat Pod. And if you have a question that would like for me to answer it on the show, do so by taking your questions to the Heat Pod at gmail.com. Once again, we are on all podcast platforms. And if applicable, please put a four or five star review for this podcast. It greatly helps support the show. And again, I really do appreciate each and every one of you taking the time to be able to check us out here on Heat. Have a great, safe, and blessed weekend, everybody. And I'll see you right back here for version 13 next week. So long, everybody.